All right, so we about to cook tonight. I wasn't even, what's crazy about this is that I literally just got home, just finished working. I was at over there at the gathering spot, uh, drafting up some contracts for some clients. And I'm thinking that, you know, it's, it's 11, it's 11.43 right now. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, we put in the time. We've been going since seven in the morning. Hey, we can, we can take a break. We can, we can, we can get some sleep. Uh, and then, you know, my brother, he, he sends me a message, uh, with damn it like blood brothers. Uh, he sends me a message and he, he screenshot something that I wrote, right? Because I was supposed to record what I'm getting ready to record right now uh, about a little while ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to it. And, and, and that's something that we do as, as people. We have a tendency to put things off when it's convenient for us rather than capturing that moment because that the energy and the momentum and, and the way that you feel at that particular time and that expression, you might not be able to recreate that, right? So it's very important for people to understand that you do have to grasp that moment. And so he, he proceeds on Instagram, right? So I, I'm, I'm showcasing like, okay, like these are the contracts I've worked on. They're the family multi-member LLC, it was manager managed, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden he screenshots, you know, a couple of things that I had said. And before I get ready to go into the deep dive on this, I wanna always make it very apparent to anybody that's listening you should always have somebody around you that holds you accountable, right? That's making sure that you understand that your best on that day might not be your best, that you may need to be pushed. That even when you're tired and you feel like you're about to get ready to go to sleep and you think that you put your time in, that there's gonna be more energy that's required of you. You understand? We clear? Right. And so in light of that, uh, I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to focus on something that was that was that was very, very profound and, and really go into this discussion that we had and, and how people can uh, lean uh, into some form of understanding on this. And I hope you walk away with something uh, in any event. Uh, the, the purpose of this is being accomplished because. Uh, this is something that I said that I would do, and and he's making sure that he holds me accountable, and that's what that's what brotherhood is about, uh, and that's what uh, accountability uh, is about, and and that's what we're gonna do. That's 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 the vibe we on. That's the energy. That's the frequency right now. Right. All right. So there was this phrase that he sent me, and I I, I could be saying it wrong. I could not, and it was memento mori. Memento. Mori, right? So, like, what, what is, what is, what is memento mori? So it's this, you know, it's this phrase that means remember that you have to die. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of big, big transition, right? We, 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 we're now transitioning. And so he was saying this phrase to me, and he was like, "Bro." Um, he said, Google this, this is what I'm trying to live by. You know, this is, this is my mantra. 
And in essence, for him, it was a matter of life is going to end at some point. So we might as well do everything we can to be successful. Right. And when, and, and when he, when he said it and when I Googled it and I looked into it and I'm understanding the concept of memento Marie, remember that you have to die. And it seems as if that's something that's so apparent, right? Like everybody understands that at some point you will have to die. But what often happens similar to when you know that you have a gift and you don't tap into it, you think that you have time. You think that you have time. You say, oh, I got 86,400 seconds in a day. You know, it's 24 hours. I got time. I'll do that tomorrow. And then things happen. And you realize that you may not be able to do that like how you thought you were. You realize that you get an unexpected phone call. Or you, you realize that a family member that you were supposed to see that you didn't see that they passed away. You realize that the opportunity where you were supposed to apply, the application pool is no longer open. So what's happening is that we have a tendency as people to take advantage of our time. We like to overestimate things on what we can be and what we can do and when we'll get to it and five years and 10 years down the line and all of those things can be great and those things can very much happen but we're basing our decisions based on the future rather than the present moment whereas in the present moment we're delaying ourselves from progressing to accomplishing what we set out to do in the future does that make sense so we're putting ourselves in a position to where we're at a lack. We've taken a disposition of weakness in our life because now we're looking at the obstacle that's in front of us and it, it, it looks so monumentous. Whereas if we would have took this one day, right? You take this one day out your week, you take this one hour out your day, you take this one 30 minute session and you focus. Because remember, we all have to die. And so the question becomes, how do you leave your mark, right? How do you leave your mark? And that question creates an introspection that Socrates raised when he said that the unexamined life is not worth living. The unexamined life is not worth living. This was Socrates as described by Plato as Socrates was on trial for impiety and corrupting the youth, which led to him being sentenced to death. So what's happening here in this dynamic, right? So we have this one statement, Memento Mori, it, it, and, and that encapsulates that remember that you have to die. And then you have Socrates who is on trial for impiety as well as corrupting the youth, right? And while he's on trial, which eventually leads to him being sentenced to death, Plato describes in his words that he says that the unexamined life is not worth living. 
So now you go from this difference between existing and living, that there's a difference between the two. And for many of us, we're not doing enough introspection on the type of life that we should be living, right? What type of life do you want to live? Have you done a forensic check? Have you examined your spirit, your soul? Have you evaluated what that life looks like? And the reality is that many of us are just existing, just trying to get by on the day to day. So I want to make sure that I'm addressing and I'm speaking to those people that are just thinking about the day to day. You, 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 your mind, you, you can't even conceptualize anything further than that. Right. In terms of what your contribution is for that day, because you just think that the bare minimum is the most that you could do. The bare minimum is waking up, eating, going to the restroom, going to work, dealing with the kids, watching TV, going to Netflix. That is that is your life. Right. And that's an unexamined life. And when things are unexamined, then you're unfulfilled. And when you're unfulfilled, then that leads to depression. And when when you're depressed, then that leads to. You understand. So the reason why we're discussing this is because we're making sure that you understand that. Remember. You have to die. So, right. So so we, we're examining this. Right. So we have Memento Mori, which is remember that you have to die. We have Socrates, as described by Plato when he was on trial, that the unexamined life is not worth living. And then you have Dr. Cornell West, right? And, and, and how you feel about these, these people or whatever, that none of that matters. I, I, want, I want you to really contextualize the, the references of what I'm saying more so than anything else. Then you have Dr. Cornell West, who juxtaposes these introspective statements on the unexamined life and whether or not it's worth living, right? And there raises the question, who are you in the dirt? Who are you in the dirt? Right? What do I mean? Like, what, what, what are we talking about? Well, when you're buried, when you're in your grave, who are you in the dirt? I think the concept of dirt is very, very interesting in terms of you notice that treasure it's always under dirt, right? It's interesting, like treasure is under dirt. You have a treasure map, you figured out that X marks the spot. So you've been on this journey, right? You And this is, this is us in our lives. You've been on this journey going wherever you're going and you get to that destination and you believe that you have arrived. And even when you have arrived, there's still more steps for you to take. Even when you have arrived, you still got to get dirty. Even when you have arrived, it ain't over yet. You ain't finished. And what's happening is when people graduate from college, right? When people get their certifications or they get their jobs, when people get married or they get their kids, you stop. 
You get comfortable. You stop growing. You start, exa you stop examining your life. You don't, you get to the destination and you don't want to get to the treasure. You good. Cause you're like, I got there. I'm here. Nobody else did this. I, I'm the first one in my family. I, and you know, I didn't have an example and I, I didn't have a blueprint and all of that sounds great. All of that sounds great. But then we have to start to unpack this because the unexamined life is not worth living, which raises the question, <laughs> how, will you, how will you be remembered? And so in light of this question, it raises one of my deepest fears. Right. And I think I, I think fears can be irrational, but rational in the mind. And there's only one fear that I have. I don't I don't I don't have a fear of, of people or of, of things or, or animals or, or anything like that. Uh, my fear is a is a spiritual one. Right. My fear is that what if I don't live up to the hype? Like candidly speaking, I ask myself that question because I see what, what God put into my mind, I see it. And I, and I ask myself, Damn, can I? Whew. <laughs> you know, like have you have, have you ever had that experience where God is giving you something and, and you and you see it and it is clear and you feel it and you you know that is is right there within reach, but it's not tangible. It's not tangible. And and I remember there was a dream and in the dream, apparently I had passed away and I'm in some, I'm in my linens, right? I'm in my, I'm in my all white linens. So, you know, I'm definitely didn't have a hoodie and, and you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm fresh, right? I'm in my all white linens and you know, I get to the gate, right? I, I hear music. I, I, I see, I just see, I see the vibes, right? And whatever's beyond this gate is a good time. I mean, they are just having a ball, right? And there's someone on the outside of the gate with a list, okay? And with this list, I'm noticing it's a line. Right. This is weird. Right. This is, you know, this is this is going. This is the journey toward heaven. I'm confused by what's happening because it's a line of heaven. And you know me, it's like, yo, like, yeah, we in there. Right. This is this is this is common knowledge. Like, you know, like we in there. Right. And what ends up happening is that. 
You know me. Hey, listen, I, I'm not waiting on anybody. I go to the front of the line. And I say, hey, Elijah Porter. Straight like that, right? Full faith and confidence, always, you know? And in light of that, he's like looking through the list. He's looking through the list. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I see, I don't see you. I'm like, man, check again, right? Check again. All right, so, so essentially it's like, you know, you're looking through the list. I'm not on the list. And I, I you know, I, I create a scene. Well, like, man, come on, man, stop playing with me, right? And and out comes what I perceive to be God, right? And he comes and he, you know, kind of hears the commotion that's going on. And he says, Do you know why you can't come in? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm I, at this point, you know, I'm still talking my talk. I'm, I'm confused. Like, no, I don't know. I've, I've done everything. Like, I'm a good person. I help people. I, I, I'm, I, I've never done anything with malicious intent. This is this is me having this conversation with God, right? And then God says something that so he he said, but did you do what I asked you to do? And that was a great question. That was a great question. Because so often we think that by us being good people, that that's, that's your ticket. Oh, I helped this person do such and such. And oh, you know, I have this heart of joy. And oh, but see, the question isn't about how good of a person you were. Did you do what I asked you to do? Did you understand the assignment? And I remember sitting there and, and, and looking and, and not knowing the answer to that question. And he said, exactly. And I couldn't get in. And so as a fear, that's, that's when things changed because for so long, when I was growing up, I was doing everything that I could because I just was like, this is just the right thing to do, right? Like this is the, this is the right thing, this, but then you start to realize that there's always this gray area on what's right and what's wrong. And it's, it's more or less what puts you in a position to where you're further along on the journey in finding the treasure, which is the assignment that God has for you? And are you willing to dig up the dirt when you get there, right? Are you willing to dig up the dirt when you get there? 
because the treasure is there, but it's not going to just be rose petals and it's not going to be nice. You understand what I'm saying? You got to get dirty. And this requires you to, to, to view yourself introspectively, holding yourself accountable, evaluating your life conditions and your circumstances and putting yourself in the best position to win. This ain't about being nice and polite, man. The world is, it, it, you were sent here for one specific reason, man. And if you don't find out what that is, you may not, you may not ever get there. And that was my reminder. That was that, that was that tap on the shoulder, right? Tighten up. Tighten up. This ain't about just being, just doing the right thing, man. Tighten up. Get it right. And so, you know, my mind just transitioned to a place and my, I just started moving differently. And I said, I got, you know, I, I was like, okay, this is the journey into figuring out what I'm, what I'm sent here to do. And even though you don't know that, right? Like that, like you may not know exactly what that is right now. Whoever's listening is you may not have any clue on, on why or, or what or how. And I want you to know some. That's cool too. Because the first step is to acknowledge that. The first step is to acknowledge that I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm trying. Right? I'm trying. And so it's the effort. Nobody can fault you for effort. But if you neglect, if you're ignorant of, if you don't even consider that what you're doing is not of God and what, and what he asked of you, then you're dealing with problems. Immediately, you're dealing with problems. And you're going to have to answer for that. Because these are the consequences of our actions. And as men, we must be accountable for that. As men, when we, when we make a decision, we got to, you know what? Chop that up to the game. I remember one time I was, I was cutting the grass. My father would have me cut the grass every other Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Lord, it was the thing. And the, please don't let me show up at 8.05. He's already calling. It's a whole thing. And I, I made the decision to cut the grass with some shorts on, right? Now grass is up up here, so you you know you you know if you if you cutting grass like that, you putting yourself in a position to where something is more likely to attach itself to your skin, to inside your shoes, and so forth. So what ends up happening is. Next thing I know, my foot falls in this, this little hole or whatever. It's an entire beehive. I didn't even know bees could be in the ground. I, I listen, I didn't know as a job. Okay. I had no, but I found out when my entire leg was just, just bitten, bit up. Right. And I, I, I say this, you know, in jest, but the, the, the consequences of the decisions, 
of even just being ignorant to something, it can cause you harm. <laughs> it can cause you harm. And, and nobody is, there's no remorse for that. Like you have to eat that, right? That's why they say ignorance of the law is no excuse. Oh, you didn't know? That's cool. No worries. You're still going to jail though. Oh, you didn't know? Ah, no worries. You still got to pay this speeding ticket. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, no worries. You still got to pay that fine. See, this is the nature of the game, right? So, so as we as we bring in this full circle, going back to Memento Mori, this is about you know living your full life. What's crazy is, you know, as you continue to build into creating the type of life that you want, one of the questions that I ask what does it mean to become an ideal, right? So Dark Knight, uh, Bruce Wayne, Gotham, you know, Christopher Nolan, just, just the whole team. That, that, that was a fantastic uh, movie for me. And what was powerful about it is Bruce Wayne realized along his journey that it wasn't about him. It was about becoming an ideal, right? They remember he was saying that he was on a plane. He was like, you know, Batman, this is, this is an ideal. It's something that seemingly appears unobtainable, but it is. And that's something that we're striving to do, right? That's almost like Christ-like, right? Where we're striving for this certain level of perfection. And the perfection, not in making every decision right, but the perfection in the sense of I'm on this path that's moving me closer toward the progression and the realization of what God has for me. Because I see that Okay, Adam and Eve, are you been cast out of the garden? So how do I get back there? I got the map. Let me get the map. Let me pull this out. Let me figure out which steps I got to take, who I got to talk to so I can get access around here, right? This is where we at, right? And to capture this, We're constantly reminding ourselves that if God gives you something in the mind, then that means that you have the ability to see it through. He wouldn't create a vision for you in mind of wealth and prosperity and enjoyment and fulfillment and happiness and all these other things, these great things, if that couldn't be a real thing for you, right? And so in essence, when you think about memento mori, that we all have to die at some point. And because we all have to die, how will we be remembered? And are we willing to get dirty? And in the process, are we striving to become something greater than what we see? Right? See, that's the concept of becoming an ideal from Batman. It's, it means that you're transcending your environment. 
and I get it. And, and so often we as African-American men, uh, you know, black women and just different people go through different circumstances, domestic abuse and, and just so many different things, right? You, racism, just all these different things. And you start to realize that th this is the dirt that you got to move out your way to get to the treasure. Because once you realize, I, I, I get it. I'm the only black man in the room. Or I'm the only this, this, and that. And all these other things that, that we, whatever. You got to get to the treasure, though. And you got to tap in. That's the goal. That's the goal, indeed. So, wrapping this up. I, I, listen, I, like I said, this now it's 12, 11. Didn't even think we were gonna be here this long. Uh, we we made sure to get through uh, all these different connections from Socrates and the unexamined life to the Memento Mori uh, to Dr. Cornell West. Who are you in the dirt? Uh, fundamental question on how you will be remembered to some of my you know my deepest fear to becoming an ideal trend tra transcending your environment. Uh, to just where you are now, right? So I, I just appreciate everybody uh, for tuning in, uh, whoever's listening to this, whenever you come across this, I just want to make sure that this imparts something in you, right? And just know that it is, it's not about just living a good life. This is about becoming something uh, more entirely, right? Becoming the best version of yourself. And that requires a certain level of dedication and commitment, but most importantly, it requires knowing your mission. It requires understanding your assignment and aligning your values, your beliefs, your practices, your behavior with that which you said you would become. That's the only way this is going to work. Indeed. <laughs> All right, man.